cutting the energetic cords, not only with people alive, but people that have died. You know, yeah. there are people you know who may have wronged you that have died a long time ago, but they have just as big of uh, an impact on your life now. Right. So, the first step, of course, what we've discussed is, you know, forgiving yourself and forgiving the other, and forgiving the other person. Um, with us, when it came to all the different people that had wronged us in business, that people that were also friends and part of the community, you know, wow. I mean, people that went out and put, tried to actually tried to destroy us yep. publicly. Try to imagine how hard it was to get to a point to forgive them. Think about it. You know, you're out trying to do this love and light work, trying to make the world a better place. People get upset at you because you don't give them what they want. What they expected. And then they come out and tr tell everybody that you practice, practice black magic, that you're a serial sex offender, a drug, all kinds of just everything they could think of horrible they put out about you. And that's that those are some seriously negative energetic ties to say the least. Yeah. But before you can cut those ties, you have to forgive that person and you have to forgive yourself for any part you played into it. So, wow. For us to get to a point to we could forgive some of these people was it was an amazing process and letting go of the anger the disappointment the hurt that we had towards these people was once we did it it was such an amazing feeling yeah it just took a while <laughs> it took a while mm -hmm. but um, you know the first step is getting to a point to forgive the person and you have to decide are you ready to release this burden you know so many people their burdens are who they are you know if they release their burden they'll they feel like they might go through an identity crisis mm -hmm. you know which i can identify with it happened you know with me but are if you're not ready to release this burden if you're not ready to to, to put to set down the pain then, then, then you're not ready. You're not ready. If you are ready, then that's the, the second step. If you've forgiven yourself and you've forgiven the others, that will help you get to a point to where you are ready to release the burden. And if the other person refuses to, uh, you know, find a truce, if the person keeps coming at you, you know, with you know, two middle fingers and spitting in your face, um, then you separate yourself from that energy, you forgive them, and you go through your process. Just because they still have the negative, hateful energy on their side doesn't mean that it will stay connected with you. Um, you know, we, we've done, I've done especially, a number of different ceremonial things to cut ties with people when I've done these other steps, when I've forgiven them, forgiven myself, 
come to a point to where I'm ready to release this burden and not hold it anymore, like a little worry stone and angst over. I'm ready to just drop it and let it go. Um, I, I performed different ceremonies, you know. One of the things is I had items around that belonged or were given to me by some of the people that had hurt, hurt us so badly. You know, one of the things that I did was did a ceremony where I took a book or, or whatever item, a t-shirt, and did kind of a little prayer where I, put, where I put all of my worry, all of my angst, all of my pain and active resentment for the person into that item, and then I burned it. And, <clears throat> sorry, another uh, method that I've used is, you know, I will take a piece of yarn and that piece of yarn will, I will meditate on it <clears throat> representing the relationship and the pain and everything that I want to let go of. And I'll tie one end to a branch out, you know, meditating out with the stream in the background, hearing the stream in the background. And then I'll sit and I'll meditate and go over the angst and the pain that I have towards this person and what I want to let go. And I put it mentally into that stream and I pull it tight, and then I cut it. And then I walk away with my piece, or I leave the other piece tied. And that ceremonial practice is very powerful. I, uh, using that method, I've been able to cut ties and release quite a lot of burden. I just thought about a good release method too, since I, I like to burn things. I like well, to, you know. Well, you're giving that, that release method. Okay. I'm going to go release something <laughs> <Okay>. else. Okay. <clears throat> but I was just thinking, like, what you could do is you can even write something on, say, like a bay leaf or a leaf uh, that you find outside. And if you're by a stream, a running stream, write down what you're releasing and then toss it into the stream and the stream will carry it away. Um, I know I went on a retreat one time in Sedona and uh, we did, I did like a release thing down that, um, we were in a, a creek, it was Oak Creek maybe, but I did like a releasing ceremony in there and what I released at that time, this is two years ago was, I'll share this, I released all expectations and I felt like that encompassed just everything because I was trying to instill just more live by faith and um, my guidance. And so I released all expectation because our expectations can hold us back and hold the universe back from doing its magic. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> I was, I don't, did you hear what I yes, said? I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about, you know, balloons, you know, using balloons. Uh, Except those are bad for the environment. They are, yeah. yeah. <coughs> it just, Excuse me. And, you know, uh, Marissa as well taught me, like on a bay leaf, you can write something down and then you can burn it as well. But yeah. You could also release it into a stream and I just carry it away. No, we were talking about uh, people cutting ties, you know, and energetic ties with people that had passed. I had, in about five, uh, four years, a little over, 
five very close family members die. And mm -hmm. throughout all of this, it was, it was devastating. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is <clears throat> starting to go on me already. Give water. Um, but my dad passed away. Uh, my dad and I had had a big blowout, you know, years ago. <clears throat> and before we could really heal, he had developed temporal dementia. And he, you know, wouldn't remember who I was or it other was people. It was very, a very aggressive type very of aggressive. dementia. Very aggressive. It was horrible. And then he passed, and I had all of these unresolved issues. <clears throat> You know, he, when I was hanging on to my angst, when I was not at a place where I could release my burden, I was just, you know, all of my childhood anger and, you know, abandonment issues with my father and, and all of these things I was hanging on to as a part of who I was. And when I was finally at the point to where I was able to release it, it was too late, you know, and man that was that was one of the most horrible burdens i was carrying with me and to be able to process that and cut those energetic ties and release those burdens after he passed away was was very healing for me you know and um, a lot of these other ceremonial acts releasing the energy from our old partners and friends that did horrible horrible things and justified Said them. horrible things and, yeah. and, and, and their truth justified all yeah. of them you know very hurtful disturbing things that we were carrying when I was able to let go of that over the last two years um, I have become such a different person that I have had a difficult time acclimating to this energy. My life had been so chaotic and hectic my entire life since I was a kid that I thought I knew what inner peace was, but I had never really felt it. And over the last year especially, I've had such a deep inner peace that I've had to reacclimate to myself. Um, it is, I don't know how to describe it. I had never had such inner peace my entire life. And that inner peace that I have learned to, you know, develop within myself, um, even, you know, like my daughter, she didn't know how to respond to me, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, that cycle stopped of, you know, the cycle, you know, that, that I had going with her stopped. But then she had, she told me I was like a different person. She had to learn to exist with me in this new energy as, as did you. Mm -hmm. But one person, and, and I'm not saying that just one person because Stacy's made some amazing changes too, but one person can have an amazing effect on the rest of the family yeah. by taking on the responsibility of making these changes and to, by setting up boundaries and cutting uh, energetic ties from their old trauma, it can transform you, and in doing so, it can transform your family. I mean, we, our family has never been, I mean, I, this is, <laughs> I don't know how to describe how awesome our family is right now. Yeah. And our lives are so peaceful and, you know, 
during all the crazy times when we see everyone around us going through end times madness and acting nuts, we are on a steady keel because we dealt with all of that bullshit that mm -hmm. was just causing the, the craziness. And when you don't have, you don't hear the wind blowing outside and the trees are not smacking up against the window and the, you, don't hear, you, the, you don't hear all this background noise, the quiet can be deafening. Yeah. And my inner quiet and inner peace was deafening for me for a while and I still find myself like getting used to it. Yeah, so even though it's different, it's not bad. You know, right. it's like we as humans, we're like so into what's comfortable and what we're used to and that you can reprogram your mind. It just takes some conscious work. Yeah. So Once I learned that, I, I don't know, there's a certain amount of hope you get, you know, like when you re realize that you can reprogram your your mind with, with assistance, of course, you know, there's a lot of good books and stuff out there. But well, Yeah, you can, and a lot of people don't realize because they grow up and their mom and dad stay the same people until they die. Their grandparents were basically the same people. And those people, if you were to ask them, they're like, I'm like an oak, I'm, I, I didn't change, I'm the same person, and they like, think it's a good thing, you know? So that's, that's a hard mindset to break out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's check out the next slide. Another difficult one, recognizing when it's time to kind of evolve your belief system, you know, and, you know, understanding, you know, what distortions are. I think that's, that's, okay, let's see, distortions and your lens of perception. I think everyone's heard me use the, the metaphor, you know, what are distortions? Um, and I think the best way I've described it is describing it as a lens. And your lens of perception is created by, you know, grains of sand. And each grain of sand is a trauma or an experience that you've had in life or even information that your parents shared with you. Though each one of those is a little grain of sand, you know, drop it in there and then it's ground together, and then that's your perception. And then as you go through lives, go through life, different other d things occur, you know, other experiences and uh, traumas and things occur, and those grains of sand are added to your lens, and that is ground into your lens of perception, and then you hold that up, and you hold that lens up to in to, for information to come through. So let's think of information as light. You hold that lens up to light, and as that light comes through, it is refracting through all the distortions and traumas and experiences in your lens, and it's not coming through as pure information. It's going, it's all distorted through your lens. You know, and as you grow and deal with various traumas, you add more sand and more experience and you grind and your lens of perception change as do your distortions through life. All of us are distorted. 
anyone with an ego has distortions, and we are egos. You know, we have we're this illusion of separation of the one infinite creator, and you know that lens of perception is you know who we are, and we have the ability to correct distortions mm -hmm. by uh, making changes to this lens. And that goes back to what you were talking about, that we are programmable. We can program ourselves. And what I was saying earlier is most of us have just never had a good example in our lives. We've seen, you know, our parents, aunts, grandparents bec become these damaged children and stay that until they die. And, you know, really don't witness that people can change and break out of that. I was very lucky. My stepdad, Ben, growing up with him, he was a scary SOB. Uh, he was the town bar fighter, you know. Police were scared of him. If we were ever pulled over, uh, six police cars would surround us because they, he had beat up cops before when he was drunk, when he tried to arrest him. Uh, I, I have seen this, this guy fight five, six people at once. Uh, incredibly tough guy and angry angry he was mm -hmm. a badass and uh, <laughs> he I grew up with you know him being this very damaged alcoholic bar fighter and he was abusive at home as well and then when I was it was right around the time I was going into the 20 and back just before uh, I woke up one night and uh, he, my stepdad and my mom were leaning over my bed praying. And I woke up and I was like, Ben praying. <laughs> I, I lay back down. That was a dream. And then I wake up the next day. My mom tells me uh, something weird happened last night. Ben was in bed and God came to him and said, you need to change your life. And I'm going to show you where you're going if you don't and took him into a deep dark abyss it wasn't necessarily hell but it was just complete separation and uh, he started getting the 360 life review and it scared the crap out of him and after that he changed it was it was like if you ever seen the old movie sergeant york where he was this crazy drinking <laughs> scary guy and then he found the Lord and then he was I mean he, this is what Ben was he was either bad or he was good there was no middle ground for this guy so when I was around 16 years old I got to watch this person who was a scary broken alcoholic go through a metamorphosis to where everyone in the community looked up to him he helped thousands of people away from alcoholism and drug abuse. He was a huge benefit to the community. And so many, 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 many people loved him. I had that example. So I knew that if you wanted to change, you could. So that, I had that example. And a lot of people don't have that. And I feel very blessed that I did have that. Mm -hmm. But we do have the ability to um, reprogram ourselves. Yeah. We, we 
don't have to throw her hands up and give up and say, this is just what I am, you know, this is just me, and it's not my fault, it was my parents, you know. It, yeah. Yeah, it's, we, we are capable of way more than that.